0: Are you lost? Or are you looking for something? Walking around here, it's dangerous. It's not recommended for everybody. Kiddos can come along, but They're gonna only have more questions than answers. But that's part of this journey. Enter if you dare. My name is Dakota Franzen, And this is specialist of the Strange Radio Show. Where we go into various topics of the unknown. Life, and maybe just maybe we'll discover something new along the way. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're not going to want to miss this. Well. 2020 just seems to be getting weirder and fucking weirder, hasn't it? Welcome to Specialist of the Strange Radio Show. My name is Dakota Franson. And today we're going to be talking a bit about Wendigos. But under the circumstances, I do believe we need to incorporate the tones of werewolves, skinwalkers, shapeshifters, and the such basically any sort of monstrous being that is known to consume human flesh. We're going to be talking about these. Why? Well, not a lot of people actually know this, but the beings actually lend their names to psychological phenomenon in which... Makes one wonder if you rep- come out to reports of actual beings such as these, how much of it's true? How much of it could be a legitimate creature? Or how much of it is some nut job who can't quite figure out how to satisfy his cannibalistic urges? Because I believe this is a topic that really needs to be discussed. Now, the reason why I say certain things need to be discussed like this is that while extremely rare, while highly rare, while it is unlikely for you to run across these situations, it is something that still needs to be discussed, still needs to be put out there in order to raise the appropriate awareness and hopefully get people the right help that they need. Not everything is supernatural. And that's something I really try to emphasize to a lot of people because not everything is supernatural. Not everything has some deep, grander meaning. In reality, the world is just strange, and the topics we know as supernatural have often and historically been a way for people to try to make some sense in our world that quite frankly doesn't make sense anymore, especially if you live through times like the year 2020. so how should we go into this because there, there's a lot of ground to cover don't worry we'll figure something out also i do have a couple announcements that well i will try to leave towards the end of the program and i would honestly love to hear some of your opinions o- upon them so please do stick around for that my name is dakota franson i am the one and only specialist of the strange Strap in, because this episode might get a little ugly. So what sort of relevance does this topic have to what I do as a hunter? Because primarily, I've dealt with mostly spiritual phenomenon. And according to some of the lore out there, Wendigos are uh, actually spirits that possess individuals. I don't try to limit myself to any sort of phenomenon. And right now I do have an agent. Excuse me. Damn Dr. Pepper. (laughs) I do have an agent currently on a possible skinwalker right now. I'm hoping he gets back to me if anything goes on. I gave him some things to consider before going in to not only provide himself some decent cover, just in case somebody were to actually catch him in the middle of setting up the area, but to also protect himself, so. I do hope he gets back to me. Doesn't realize how fucking dangerous this shit is. But anyway. Before the commercial break, I hinted that wendigos werewolves may actually be contributing factors to severe forms of mental illness and that is actually true people who think they're they feel like they're an animal they have this craving for human flesh they have these Animalistic urges that they can't seem to control. Feel like there's a monster inside of them. There's actually a couple different terms that fit under the criteria. Wendigo, psychosis, and clinical lycanthropy. Basically, if someone thinks they might be possessed by a wendigo, they might actually psych themselves out to the point they want to... Start eating on, long pig. But, the, oh no, why would you say that now? That would make for a very short episode. Well, that is true. But, there is a lot of to- ground that needs to be covered in this episode. So, I'm trying to make sure I get all the major points in. Now, the tales of Wendigo, skinwalkers, werewolves, even cannibalistic shapeshifters. These stories have been around for a long time. Like, we have sightings of the Bigfoot, we have sightings of werewolves. And while Bigfoot itself, in uh, most areas, I should say, Bigfoot itself doesn't exactly seem to be a hostile creature it's not necessarily aggressive unless provoked we have other things out there that raise a lot of concern and unfortunately the problem is when it comes to these types of stories is that the folklore behind them was often passed down through oral tradition and we can't exactly rule out the possibility that somewhere on the line either on purpose or by accident someone left out a few critical details when it comes to the windigo, one of the main bits of the lore out there that seems to be the most common as to what can cause it is people who were Put into an extreme starvation situation where their only resort in order to survive was to eat someone else. And while tragic, while uh, disturbing on so many levels, it is something that happens and has actually been well documented. That consumption of human flesh, consumption of blood, so we can actually work in vampires a little bit into this episode when you really think about it, consumption of these things, there is a sort of, there's a neurological effect that they actually have been known to cause. Severe deterioration of oneself where one may actually go insane. So, it's often advisable if you think you have something like a wendigo popping up in the area, or you have stories of someone who thinks they might be possessed by one, for all intents and purposes, you better be getting that person to. A psychiatric hospital so they can get some help before they hurt someone. But let's step back and wonder a bit. What if there is actual creatures out there who possess these sorts of abilities? And we're talking Wendigo's shape shifters skinwalkers werewolves and the like under a general umbrella for this episode so if this causes any sort of confusion and what the fuck was that Please tell me that fucker isn't back. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. I had to go check into that. I've actually had to deal with a skinwalker in my own backyard, so... Unfortunately, it's one of those things where if you seem to talk about it, it'll come. Anyway. But that actually... Brings me to my next point. What if there is actually something out there. That just maybe has yet to be found. Because it's so rare. And like I said in previous episodes. I know it pretty much pertains to. Ghosts. And UFO phenomenon. But often. Investigators such as myself. Who try to stick with scientific explanations of it all, instead of just accepting everything at face value, we all reach the same conclusion that only 1% of the reports out there may actually have something to them. So applying that logic to wendigos, werewolves, things of that nature, Let's put ourselves in the shoes of someone who's stuck out in the middle of the forest before technology became what it is today. Where survivalist courses that we have nowadays were commonplace. Skill sets that everybody had to learn at one point in time. And not just People who might be slightly paranoid or that they may be put into a situation where they need to take drastic measures. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of someone in that position. You're out walking the grounds. You're tired. It's getting close to dark. All of a sudden, you hear something in the woods. Let's say we're here in North America, for example. And suddenly, you see. You hear movement. You hear growling. You hear. giant footsteps you hear the sounds of other animals suddenly going quiet you can feel the sense of fear in the air around you you may even start to smell something you go to walk around and start to investigate you find yourself a body you don't know how long it's been there You can't exactly tell what it is except for maybe a couple scraps of flesh that still remain intact. Bones picked apart. And there's a trail. You can't tell who it is. Ideally, you may have not even been in contact with anybody for a little bit. You were supposed to be alone. And all of a sudden, not too far, you see this large thing moving around in the shadows. Say, maybe you have a flame with you, a torch, a flashlight. You try to shine it. A lantern you try to shine it, but it's saying just outside of the light's reach. Your eyes can barely make out a shape. All of a sudden Nick gets up and walks on two light le- gets up to walk on two legs, runs off and you never see it again. What the hell is that? It got up on two legs, so you think they can't be any animal. It seemed smart. It seemed to know what you were. It looked under the veil of the darkness like a gigantic human. The growls Seemed animalistic, almost like the hunger of a wolf. What is it? Can you honestly tell me what it is? It can be any and other things. Pissed off Sasquatch? Yeah, maybe. But you have to really think about it. As anyone who spends a lot of time in the woods, hunters, farmers, they can tell you bears, a lot of the behaviors that are associated with Bigfoot, the strong scent, the strong horrible stank, the heavy footsteps, the animals going quiet. Bears can get up and walk on two legs. It is possible. Some city slicker who's never been out in the woods before in his life may not realize that. But they do. Even wolves... There's animals who have figured out how to walk upright because they're missing their front legs. You can't rule it out as some sort of brutal animal attack. Now, there's no way to ID the body. DNA tests haven't been invented yet, so how the fuck you were supposed to know who the hell is that blood pile? How do you know it wasn't some lost creature that had yet to be discovered, yet you're looking at a dead body. Chance encounters happen, people. Now, anybody who has been out in the middle of the night can tell you, the darkness has a nasty habit of making things look bigger than they seem. You realize something's going on. You can feel the fear in the air. Your adrenaline's pumping. Your senses aren't going to be all that great. Who's to say that while you may have walked this path several times before, you know the area. Who's to say you weren't a Native American walking through as you normally would and there's some White devils, as they are depicted in uh, some text. White man walking through. It was just a harsh winter, and the white man had gotten stuck somewhere, ran out of supplies. Their desperation for a meal led them to slaughter one another. And what you just walked upon was a surviving member traumatized and hungry. What accounts for the supernatural levels of strength? The human body is capable of a lot more than what people realize. We are a lot stronger than we realize. Adrenaline is one hell of a drug to activate these reflexes. But our up, but our upper but our upper brain regions realize that if we constantly exert our strength to the absolute limit, they know if we keep pushing it to the absolute limit and trying to break through those limits, we may actually break ourselves. So there's measures in place for them to turn off but if you're hungry you're desperate your adrenaline's pumping and you've got something from eating your best friends and you got something in your system that's fucking with your mind causing it to deteriorate those upper functions are usually one of the first things to go you've got a killing machine Look at some of the videos that we see circulating of drug addicts being pushed to the absolute limits to where police are called and they're having to empty their entire clip from their weapons because the thing is trying to charge at them, trying to, this addict is trying to charge at him, trying to kill him, and nothing it does will go down. There have been addicts who slit their own throats. Still lived. These Some of these addicts are so hyped up, it's not until you shoot them in the head that they go down. Yeah, we see all these posts about being more sympathetic towards drug addicts, but the problem is The absolute extremes, these drugs, fuck with your mind. Are proof alone that monsters that we're afraid of are inside of us. Everyone is capable of this. Of being pushed to the point that they're only utilizing their reptilian brain. Anybody can be pushed to kill. Anybody can seem like an animal. I warned you this one might get a little dark. Now, the stories vary. Skinwalkers. There's rituals. It's are said to induce the abilities and said one has to be killed one has to kill a member of their own family in order for the transformation to be complete who's to say it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy Because they've been geared that this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. What if it's one of the worst cases known of the placebo effect? Then there's also the other possibility. How much of these are old stories that parents tell their children to make sure they're home at night? They don't go playing in the dark. I'm looking at you, Germany. It is om- it's almost a fucking cliche, I know, but I'll- I'm part German and uh- <laughs> even natural born German citizens. So go- yeah, he's got the point. Yeah, he's got the point. But then, can you blame us? A frightened child is a behaved child. Literally how it goes over there. I would really love to visit Germany one day. Maybe when this coronavirus crap goes away. But back to our program. So, here's another thing. Like I said, I've dealt with what may in fact be a skinwalker... In my own backyard. Did I kill it? No. The fucker got away before I had a chance. Because it looked like he was getting ready to kill me. So maybe there is something here. Historically speaking, the human mind is a miraculous thing on all accounts. It's capable of processing so much information. However... The human mind is very flawed. How do I mean it? Well, I think we need to take another little commercial break before I tell you that. But Did you know that when you're on a first date, it is said by relationship experts and Biologist, neuroscientist, that when you're on a first date, and if you want to increase your chances of things going well, and the thought of you sticking deeper. Into your date's mind becomes mainstay, where you want that as your goal. You take them on a roller coaster. Obviously, be courteous if they have some sort of issues that rolling around real fast might complicate things, like say if they're asthmatic or if they have heartaches thing goes for the dramatic timing all the freaky time I apologize for that interruption that was my text alert because the application I use in order to record this show provides no limits if you utilize their mobile app and the sound tones I choose are because I'm not really a fan of the ones that came with my new phone anyway back to the program As I was saying, if you want a date to go well, and you want the image of yourself to stick deep into the part in your date's mind, take them on a roller coaster. Because the brain absolutely sucks when it comes to association. Anytime they hit that high, that thrill. Chances are. Because they went on that date with you, they're going to associate being around you with that feeling. So anytime they want to have that rush or get to a point where they feel that rush, they think of you. Now let's play this story a little differently. Going back to the example of the person lost in the forest, let's say this person was familiar with some of the local legends. Say, oh, for example, let's go to something that isn't as threatening as a Wendigo. Let's go to let's go for a Sasquatch for a bit just for briefly let's say you heard the stories of large hairy men in the woods now all of a sudden you see this large hairy thing walking around on two legs Even though the idea scares the living shit out of you. You have that story suddenly start popping up in your brain. Because even if you didn't believe it. You got a little bit of a thrill. Enough of a scare. Being scared to death and being thrilled to death. register the same in the brain. Still triggers fight or flight. Your brain is going to automatically associate with that. So if you hear about creatures that suddenly start changing shapes, you could be told they—they're called the ukamaka And all of a sudden, you see something that looks exactly like it. You're gonna say you saw—I was attacked by the ukamaka'i'i. That's basic. Psychology, that's basic neuroscience. That's basic overall biology in the human brain. The human brain is a magnificent device that can carry a lot of data with some of the estimates placing the amount of information around petabytes, which is essentially, I believe it's around, you take a 64 gig flash drive it's about roughly a few thousand of those just to give you a rough idea for visual one of the high-end estimates of what the human brain is capable of places it in petabytes. for those who are not technical savvy but know enough about you know memory cards for like usb drives or maybe you're a photographer and you know sd cards take 64 gigabyte cards get about 3000 of those. And you got roughly what the human brain is capable of. And because there are so many things we don't know about our world, there are new discoveries, new creatures being found almost every day. There are new things being found on our world alone every day. There's still a lot of the oceans below us that we have yet to really explore. We still have so many planets out there that could be containing with life unlike anything we've ever seen. But because we base our estimates on what extraterrestrial life would be like off of what life here is on Earth, we're not finding the right markers. Humans are carbon-based life. We can't exactly rule out that there is some sort of species out there, some sort of life forms out there, that when their molecular composition is analyzed, the molecules in them will look like plastic to us. We can't exactly rule that out because of how little we truly know. We try to say, oh, science has figured out so much, so much, and we try to, in fact, one thing that comes to mind is an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I can't remember what platform it was through or who the interviewer was, but essentially the interviewer asked Neil deGrasse Tyson if he could say like a percentage of what science has figured out. Which, I don't know how it did not register as... And I mean, say as in the scope of the whole universe. Of everything that's out there. How much has science figured out? Which to me, sounds like a dumb question. Because when you really think about it... How much... You're asking how much... You're eventually assuming... That science knows everything that's out there. Or, you're saying that there's a limit to what could be out there. Yet, even though still theoretical, still under a lot of hypotheses that are impossible to test with our current capabilities... some of our highest estimates of what's possible out there if we were to quantify it is infinite it never ends and that's the pursuit of knowledge and in this interview it's like if what neil did is he explained just that is that how can we put a number to something we don't know how much there is and it's not like we can just go out And count it because every time, by the time we reach a certain amount, every time we get a few things figured out, even more pops up. It's like trying to count up how much damage, how many pieces of wood... Half are just sitting around on the ground. How much debris is on the wood when uh, there was a massive storm that hit the area. You can probably get a good guess on knowing how bad far the storm went and how bad the reports are. But we're looking at a storm that is infinite. We are looking at an area that is infinite, that is constantly expanding in ways that our mind cannot comprehend. There could literally—it's a common trope amongst a lot of science fiction horror projects that uh, they utilize the, t- the uh, prospects of alternate worlds, alternate timelines, alternate universes. In order to expand on the limitless possibilities, but the fact of the matter is, we don't know Jack. Neil, he tried to say there was maybe like 3%, if I recall correctly. And if someone knows the interview I'm talking about, please do send it to me so I can rephrase that appropriately. Now, going back to the numbers on Supernatural reports that may actually have something legitimate to them, that's roughly around 1%, and that is me being generous. The reality is, it's less than 1% of 1% of what's all really out there. Yet, we're also facing the same problem that we don't know what's out there. And by the time we go to figure something out, like let's say with the Wendigo, how people who believe they might be turning into one or are possessed by one start craving human flesh, who's to say on the 1% chance there might actually be something there? We don't know. And that's perhaps the scariest part. We don't know what's out there. There could be creatures that show just the slightest bit of resemblance. And because the person who saw the thing only heard fairy tales they happen to hear on random internet forums, they're not going to be able to associate it appropriately. They might not know how to test it, how to observe it what to do in order to document that this thing happened. And you can try to say that where everybody practically has some form of camera on their person at all times these days, I have to ask you, let's say you're dealing with a ghost situation. You think a relative that recently passed away is still hanging around, and all of a sudden you see them standing before your very eyes. Is your first reaction going to be going for a camera? There's been times where I've seen my deceased grandfather, a man who was practically a dad to me because my own father was a piece of shit. My grandpa, he practically raised me as he would his youngest son. And I attribute the fact that I seem to be the one one of my uh, the kids in my gener- family generation, or however you want to put it, that seem to be the most level-headed. And I'm an emotional hothead who looks for monsters and dead people. If that tells you anything... <laughs> But nevertheless, but back to my point. If I've seen, i sworn there's moments where I've seen my grandfather staring before me, and I was just in so much shock that I wasn't going to be grabbing for my phone to try to grab a picture. I was. I wanted to give my grandfather a hug. Because I miss them. Recently I did a shoot for... A TV show. And looking through some of the EVP recordings... I heard my grandfather's voice. It honestly still makes me cry a little bit. It also makes my aunt's claims that... uh, One of my youngest cousins... Sees him in the middle of the night. As in physically sees and talks to him. And he just barely. And he's just in kindergarten. Just to give you a rough idea of how old he is. Unfortunately this aunt and I don't really get along. And I recently had to call the police on her. Because one of her children was saying that her live-in boy toy that she blackmails. Into staying around. Was beating her daughter. But I digress. But that's, but I digress. And back to the point I was trying to make. You hear stories of fantastic things happening all the time. And all of a sudden you find yourself as a witness to that thing. I'm willing to bet that your first reaction, you might just be in so much of a shock that by the time you realize, I better get my camera out, it's already (laughs) going to be too late. Or you're going to be so caught up in what's going on that you can't hold yourself straight and fuck everything up. I've had that happen too when I was at Loch Ness of all places. That's why I always say that there may be a lot of things that we don't understand, we don't see, we're not going to be able to understand until we have medical devices, every single medical device that we know of to monitor the, our systems, we can snap that on like a fucking Fitbit and we have something that records everything we see with our own eyes. They're starting to work on that technology as we speak. There's, a div- there's a couple of universities that you started utilizing artificial intelligence in order to start mapping the visual aspects of what the how the mind processes images in order to try to digitize it and put it onto a computer screen. We're almost. We are on the verge of being able to find out what these things are, truly. But until that day comes, we may never know. But like I said in the beginning of the episode, right now as it stands, if you think you've got a Wendigo on your ass, a skinwalker, a werewolf, you might need to start treating it like a dangerous animal. If you think it's an actual animal, then you need to start preparing like it is one. Make a shit ton of noise. And you also gotta prepare for the possibility that is some that the situation may actually be caused by a person who is deeply disturbed and needs help. Before the worst of the before the worst alternative comes to light, that they either Hurt someone themselves or have to be hurt in order to be stopped. Just think of how much has changed. How much we see in mental health, we run that by stories of witch accusations. And some of the worst episodes of mental health that our ancestors didn't understand may have been interpreted as a sign as devil possession. We still have a lot to learn about our world. There's still a lot out there and that we don't understand. Kind of like with whole COVID-19 right now. While initially it started out as a primary, primarily a respiratory illness, turns out, it seems to aggravate a lot of other things a lot like how diabetes does if you really think about it some of the newer some of the added symptoms that have been officially added for COVID-19 a lot of those coincide with extreme cases of diabetes Hell, it fucking scares the thought out of me where they're saying that traces of coronavirus have been found in male semen and they're trying to figure out whether or not it could be a sexually transmitted disease. There's a lot we don't know. If anything we can take out of this lesson as a lesson out of COVID-19 is exactly that. We don't know jack. We know quite a bit. We have processes to help us figure things out. But by the time we figure things out, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to get hurt. There's going to be a lot of misunderstandings and there's going to be a lot of frightening things. That's why there's a lot of government agents that trot in every government in the world, in every agency in the world, law enforcement, government. No matter where you look, there's protocols to keep certain things quiet to avoid people freaking out. Because we do not handle uncertainty well as a species. And when you really think about it, a friend of mine and I, we got into discussions that how a lot of spiritualists have also brought up. There's times and periods of great change where our ancestors may have figured something out and we're just rediscovering it. In our own time. Which brings up a lot of question points about things like the ancient alien theory of all things. When you really think about it. We don't know a lot. And there could have been times where we've had situations where things got so bad. We lost a lot of information. We lost people that could have helped us figure it out. Because we didn't know how to step up. The majority of us were too afraid to act. So nevertheless, I say it once before and I say it again. Always keep an open mind, people. You never know what's truly out there and be kind to one another. You may never know where that kindness pays off and may very well end up saving you one day. And that's what I have to say on the matter. We're going to go to another quick commercial break, and we're going to announce something, a couple of projects I'm working on at the moment, and announce next week's episode, which is something you're not going to want to miss. So do stick around, my friend. I told you, stick around. You're going to want to hear this. You stay there. All right. So, as promised... I like to use this show to promote my other avenues, which is always fun, fun, fun for everyone. Yes, yes, yes. So what may this Specialist of the Strange may have cooking up now? Well, I know some of you have been eagerly awaiting my handbook to the supernatural, but the project has been put on pause due to its restraints. However, some of you will likely get a better glimpse at another project you have been long Promising, it is a bit of biography. I cannot reveal too much, I don't want to promise too much, but there is a project underway which is currently titled Becoming the Specialist of the Strange, which would tell my story. How I got involved in the supernatural, where I achieved my knowledge of the unknown and the occult, some of the cases I've worked, the experiments I've done, and my adventures. Those of you who have followed my works over the year may have heard, read Dear Coda. Basically, the idea is to expand upon that. Instead of adding just more letters to myself. I really gotta work on that. My apologies. Instead of just letters to myself. It will tell my story. The things that happened in detail. Then at the end of every chapter, if the publishers don't like the idea, like the idea, I should say, there will be another deal Kota later. So I believe this will make the process a bit more intimate, more personal, as to why I went down this road, and as well as help process things that have happened that... Quite frankly I still have issues with I'll be honest. But nevertheless I believe that thanks and thanks to my previous attempts to share my stories how they seem to help a lot of people I think it'll go pretty well. So do Keep on this show for more updates. Be sure to follow all of my social media. You should be able to find yourself a link in the description that will take you to a link tree profile that is primarily used for when I'm in situations where character limits make it to where I can't post everything or need to post certain things with like on my Instagram profile, for example. Just to show you where you may find all of my fun stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Ah, let's see. I have been attending auditions lately, so be sure to tune in for news on that. I can't reveal too much whether or not I got the parts. And for the younger members of the audience, how would you like me? As your teacher there is currently a program being put together which will fit in the high school settings so some of the more dramatic depressing and uh, spook some of the more extreme examples of my research may not come forward but it is a sort of experiment with another program I've been tossing around for quite some time. Cue the dramatic rumble. To perhaps teach and guide my own army of hunters. Yes, it is. We do live in a time where fake information spreads like wildfire. We have the U.S. government officially announcing that it investigates UFOs and has no clue what the fuck is going on. So, this class will be geared towards that. It will help introduce some ideas they may have not considered, and teach you valuable skills to keep your mind open to potentially new discoveries, adventure, but still filter out as much of the bullshit as possible. We shall call it Journeys into Mysteries. (laughs) <laughs> and a long time comic book Marvel Thor fans may know that is a bit of Easter egg. I meant it as a fun little shout out, but we shall see how that unfolds the uh still in the early stages to where I probably shouldn't be announcing it right now. But I wanted to get some opinions on the matter. So please do let me know in the comments below. You can find all my social media pages by clicking on the Linktree link in the description below. I recently joined TikTok, so you can find some, some fun little goofy videos there. It's a little something to make you smile. You can add me on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm across all the feeds. You can check out my IMDb page. You can check out my stores. You can find... My books, my movies, my video games yes i've been I have broken into a couple of video games myself, and as always, you can check out future updates and future episodes right here next week on specials of the strange radio show, we are going to do a spirit box session. However, this will not just be hoping for any random ghost encounter, oh no, 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 this will be a pot in the hunt for infinite earth yes it's been quite a delay since i last hinted at it but i think i finally figured out a good system and i'm hoping to get a response from someone very soon in regards to my target so do tune in next week i will give you a hint didn't i already talk about this it is possible our target is a tulpa And for those who are fans of Justice League, Justice League Dark, Vertigo Comics, and the Hellblazer, you may want to listen in next week. Because truth be told, previous experiments have shown that there might actually be something here. And I'll be honest, I didn't expect this thing to work. So tune in next week. We're going to do a live Spirit Box interview for the Hunt for Infinite Earths. There will be more episodes like this where we pick out new targets and see if they're real. This is about to get a whole lot stranger. And of course, in a couple of months, there might be a change in geography for me. So uh, things might get put on pause again. But you can follow me on my social media pages to get updates on that. Give me shout-outs, And perhaps we may meet in person one day. I hope to hear from you all soon. This is Dakota Franton. Signing off. Really need to find some ending music, so if you have any recommendations, let me know. I'm open to ideas. Also, if you have an idea for future episodes, please do let me know. I'd be more than happy to hear it, because I'm only one man, and I'm running out of ideas here.